Open your Bibles, if you would, to Psalm 46. The name of the message is Elohim, the Mighty One. Elohim, the Mighty One. Psalm 46, we'll read the whole psalm. It's 11 verses. It's written for the sons of Korah. Psalm 46. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, will not we fear, though the earth be removed, and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though the waters thereof roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with the swelling thereof, Selah. There is a river, the streams whereof make glad the city of God, the holy place of the tabernacles of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God shall help her in that right early. The heathen raged. The kingdoms were moved. He uttered his voice, the earth melted. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Selah. Come behold the works of the Lord. What desolations he hath made in the earth. He maketh wars to cease unto the end of the earth. He breaketh the bow and cutteth the spear in sunder. He burneth the chariot in the fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the heathen. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Selah. Just pause. Just pause. What a psalm. Now God's people, we're a needy people. We're a needy people. I need the Lord, and I know you who are the blood-bought saints of God, you need the Lord too, don't you? All the time. Personally, as I grow older, as each day passes, I see my my need for Christ more and more. Is it so for you too? More and more. I see my need for Christ. And the Scriptures declare that our Lord said these words to Paul, My grace is sufficient for thee, for in my strength is made, my strength is made perfect in weakness. We're weak people. We need Christ. We need Him. God's grace is sufficient for us. And his strength is made perfect in weakness. The believer in Christ has had revealed to them their utter weakness to save themselves. The other hopelessness of trying to save ourselves. And the believer in Christ has had revealed to him that Christ 
is the only Savior. And that salvation, as we looked at in Sunday school this morning, is absolutely complete and finished in Christ and Christ alone. He has accomplished eternal salvation for His people. And we've been showing also our, our other weakness even to preserve ourselves, haven't we? We can't keep ourselves. Left to ourselves, we'd fall away. But we know that it is Christ who keeps us from falling. We know it is He who keeps us from falling. And we know from the Scriptures that one day He will present us faultless before His throne. And beloved, He would do it with exceeding joy. Exceeding joy. God is the one sure resource for His people. For creation and for all things visible and invisible. He is the great fountain of supply to his creatures. And we as believers, we are utterly dependent upon him. Utterly dependent upon him. That's why Paul proclaimed, Christ is my all in all. He's my all in all. He's everything. He's my, and, and is he to you? For the believer, for me, he's all my wisdom, righteousness, sanctification, and redemption. Is it so for you? He's everything. Without Christ, I'd still be dead in trespasses and sins. Without hope. And not even knowing, and not even caring of the state that I was in. But it's God who makes us to differ. And believers in Christ, again, know our utter dependence upon Christ. What does he say in John when he's talking about the vine and the branches? He says, without me you can do nothing. Nothing. So ample provision has been made for God's people in Christ. All through him. Again, all the promises of God are in him. Yea and amen. And and Christ possesses all the fullness of God. Everything that a sinner needs is found in Christ. Everything that a sinner needs is found in Christ. Do you need a refuge? Christ is the refuge of his people. Do you need to be saved from your sins? Christ saves his people from their sins. Do you need a proper standing before God? God's people are clothed in the perfect spotless righteousness of Christ and can stand in the presence of God, accepted in him. Everything that a sinner needs. Everything that a sinner needs. So, so as Brother Scott Richardson said, And I love this. The believer in Christ looks outside of himself. Right? There was a time when we looked inside ourselves. Now we look outside ourselves and we look to Christ and Christ alone. Look at verse 1 here. It says, God is our refuge and strength, the very present help in trouble. God is our refuge and strength, the very present help in trouble. Now note the personal possessive word are. Are. 
That's for God's people. This is why we're told to make our election and calling sure, beloved. So that we can say with the psalmist, God is my refuge and strength. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Are you weak? Are you weak? Yeah, we all are. But the scriptures declare here of God's people that God alone is our refuge and strength. That he is a very present help in trouble. Are you heavy laden with the cares and troubles of this world? Sometimes we are. Sometimes we are. The believer has a hope. God is our refuge and strength. A very present help in trouble. Are there health problems in your life and cares for family who do not know the Lord? Well, the believer can take comfort in in all times that we have one sure hope. One sure hope. And we can cry out and sing with the sons of Korah. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Now the word, Hebrew word for God here is Elohim. Elohim is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Elohim. Elohim is, means the strong one. Or Lord Almighty. Elohim is the Supreme One. Elohim is God Almighty. Full of power and might. And He alone is the one true God. The Father, the Son, and the Spirit. Our God, beloved, is absolutely supreme. He is the self-existent one. He is the mighty one. He is the holy one. And he is absolutely sovereign, absolutely sovereign over all things visible and invisible. Absolutely. And he never changes. The scriptures declare he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Aren't you thankful that his love towards his people never changes? That his mercy and grace which he gives to his people never changes? So what comfort then for the saint of God to know that that this is the one who has saved us. This is the one who has saved This is the one who will keep us. This is the one who we will one day see face to face. Because we know Christ is God incarnate in the flesh. So truly the believer can say, God, Elohim, is our refuge and strength. A very present help in trouble. <laughs> the Almighty One. That's what that means. Elohim, the Almighty One, the, the, the Supreme One, is my help, my refuge. 
What comfort this can bring us in times of unbelief and doubt and, and sorrow and grief. In times of trial and trouble in our life. Elohim is, is, is my God. He's, he's a very present help in trouble. The absolute supreme God. The one true God is our refuge and strength. So in our lives and in our death, He's our refuge and strength, beloved. And the only reason we can say as believers that God is our refuge and strength is by the grace of God and the mercy of God which has been bestowed upon us in and through the Lord Jesus Christ. That's the only way we can say God is our refuge and strength, the very present help in trouble because of the mercy which we've obtained in and through Christ. So, beloved of God, rejoice. Rejoice. The one who keeps us is the very one who has the sunrise every morning. The one who keeps us is the very one who has the sunrise every morning. The very one who keeps us is the very one who holds the stars in their place, beloved. The one who has saved us and who will keep us is the very one who, who spoke this world into existence by the word of his power. Elohim. Oh, what comfort that brings to my soul. Is it for you too? Oh, it brings great comfort to the believer in Christ. Elohim is my refuge and my strength, the very present help in trouble. And his amazing power is on display every day in our lives because it's he who carries us through all the difficult times of our lives, beloved. And rest assured, you who are born again, child of God, washed in the precious blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, you are kept by the Almighty God. You are kept by him. You are held and you are kept by Elohim. Now, I know we're sinners. We're safe sinners, aren't we? But we're still sinners, and we fear, and we, we have trouble sometimes in our lives. But what comfort this can bring us in times like that. What a wonderful portion of Scripture to go to. During, during times, Elohim, Elohim is my refuge and my strength, the very present help in trouble. The very one who said, in the beginning God, Elohim, created the heavens and the earth, is the very one who keeps us. Same Hebrew word. And remember who our Savior is, beloved. Remember who the Lord Jesus Christ is. He's God incarnate in the flesh. The great, sovereign, almighty God. It is He who is the believer's complete rest. Complete rest. 
We don't find any rest in ourselves, do we? Or by the things we do. But oh, the believer finds great rest in Christ. In Christ alone. And he is the only one who is mighty to save. If you're trying to save yourself, cease from your labors. And look to Christ. He is the only one who had said of, that God is well pleased with. And he is the only one who can save to the uttermost all who come to him. He's not turned one away who come to him. In the sons of Korah, we see, sing this verse, sing in verses 2 and 3. Let's look at this. In light of the truth, look what they sing in light of the truth that Elohim is the believer's refuge and strength. Look at what they say in light of that. Therefore, will not we fear. <laughs> oh my. Though the earth be removed and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though the waters thereof roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with the swelling thereof. Why? Why will they not fear? Because Elohim, the Almighty One, is the one who is their refuge and strength. Oh, what comfort we can glean here, beloved. What comfort we can glean here. When we who are the people of God consider that our Lord is, the refuge, is our refuge and strength, that the Almighty One is the help of His people. In, in times of trouble and distress, it has great influence on our faith, doesn't it? We get strengthened in, in, in what we believe. And we just keep looking to Him. We just keep looking to Him. He's the one sure confidence that we, that we can... He's the, he's the only one that we can have absolute confidence in. And who is that one? Elohim. Just let that sink into your souls. Elohim, the Almighty One, the Supreme One, the one, the one who, who, who is an absolute sovereign, as I said, is our refuge and strength. No wonder they, they, no wonder they said, therefore will not we fear, though the earth be removed, and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though the waters thereof roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with swelling thereof. That pretty well, that pretty well covers all calamities, doesn't it? It pretty well does. God is our refuge and strength. He is the refuge and strength of his people. All the times of our life. And our great God, he has proved this to his people in our lives time and time and time again. I had Brother Tim read that psalm, and I love the fact that he pulled that out about the generations, and, and, and we also saw the almighty power of God on display in that psalm as well. Well, God has proved not only in our lives of his faithfulness and of who he is, that he is the almighty one. But he's proved it to all the saints in the past. And you know what? And he'll prove it to all the saints in the future. <laughs> he's proved it time and time again. And, and, and so what happens? Since we know that, that Elohim, God, is our refuge and strength, since we know that he's a very present help in trouble, we praise his name, don't we? We praise his name. We glorify him. We give him all the glory and all the honor and all the praise. 
Let's read verses 4 to 7 together of this psalm and take note how the Holy Spirit of God moved the writer of this psalm to, bring, to keep bringing forth that Elohim is our strength and our refuge and that he will never leave us nor forsake us. It says there is a river, and I'll, and I'll bring forth where Elohim is, is, is brought forth here. There is a river, the streams whereof shall make glad the city of God, Elohim, the holy place of the tabernacles of the Most High, God, Elohim, is in the midst of her. Oh, what comfort that can bring us. Where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. (laughs) Oh my, God, Elohim, is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. Why? Because the Almighty One is in her midst. Oh, what comfort. God, Elohim, shall help her. And that right early. What comfort we can glean as believers. That God is our help. He cares. And and again, picture the shepherd. The shepherd over a flock of sheep. And a good shepherd watches them sheep and take care of them all the time, doesn't he? That's what our God does. We're the sheep of his pasture. The sheep of his hand. Oh, it's wonderful. He ever watches over us. God Elohim is in the midst of her and she shall not be moved. God Elohim shall, shall help her and that right early. The heathen raged. Oh, they rage all the time, don't they? But doesn't change the fact that God is our refuge and strength. The heathen raged. The kingdoms were moved. He uttered his voice and the earth melted. The Lord, Jehovah, of hosts is with us. The God, Elohim of Jacob, is our refuge. Oh. The self-existent one, Jehovah, is with us. The God, Elohim of Jacob, the mighty one, the almighty one, is our refuge. Do you see how the Holy Spirit has them pen these words and it just keeps giving assurance and comfort and rest to the believer? It's incredible. So we see here a constant reminder in these these verses for the people of God that God is ever with His people. Ever with His people. Always. The High and Mighty One is in our midst. In our midst. And therefore, the people of God shall not be moved. They'll be kept. Things may rage around us, but God will keep his people. He'll keep his people. And think of this in light of those who are in Christ, those who are saved by the almighty power of God, those who are kept by the almighty power of God. The scriptures declare, look to him. Look to him. Look to him for the salvation of our souls. And when God saves us again, the believer never stops looking. But isn't it comforting to know that God, Elohim, will never leave us nor forsake us? Isn't that wonderful? That the Almighty One is ever with us, watching over us and caring for us, no matter what comes in this life. Listen to what Paul penned. Actually, turn to Romans chapter 8. Let's read what Paul penned. 
And, and keep in mind, keep in mind again that Elohim is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. That the Almighty One is our refuge and strength. And, and it gives these words of Paul a little more light for us. Look at this in Romans chapter 8, verses 31 and 33. What shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? Who can withstand the mighty Elohim? No one. No one. Absolutely no one. So Paul pens these words. If God be for us, who can be against us? And this is written to God's born-again, blood-washed people, beloved. He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all. The sinless one, the perfect one, the spotless one, the Lamb of God, died for sinners. He was delivered up for my sins, the believer's sins. For my sins. Mm. And how shall we not with him also freely give us all things? Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? Look at this. It is God that justifieth. Just let that sink into your soul. If a believer is justified, which we are in Christ, then we have a proper standing before God. We are allowed to stand in the presence of God. And who is it that has justified us? Elohim. Oh. Why? Elohim. So therefore, who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? Who shall lay any charge to, to, to one of those whom Christ died for? It is God that justifies. Turn, if you would, to Isaiah chapter 45. Isaiah chapter 45. We'll read verses 14 to 25, and I'll, take, I'll bring forth again the word Elohim and Jehovah and, and how it's repeated also. For, for, and just for a little background in this chapter, in uh, ver, uh, chapter 44, Isaiah, by inspiration of the Holy Spirit of God, had been bringing forth the folly of idolatry. The folly of idolatry in verses 9 to 20. And uh, now we see brought forth the one true God in contrast to the idols that he mentioned in chapter 44. Who cannot save? Isaiah 45, verses 14 to 25. Thus saith the Lord, we know that every time you see the Lord like that, it's Jehovah, the laborer of Egypt and merchandise of Ethiopia and of the Sebians, man of stature, shall come over unto thee, and they shall be thine. They shall come after thee in chains. They shall come over and and they shall fall down unto thee. They shall make supplication unto thee, saying, Surely God is in thee, and there is none else. There is no, there is no God. And that's Elohim there. Verily, thou art a God. And, and when it, the, where I don't mention in its God is El, which means he's the mighty one too. That hidest thyself, O God, Elohim there, of Israel the Savior. They shall be ashamed and also confounded all of them, they shall go to confusion together, 
that are makers of idols. But Israel shall be saved in, in the Lord with an everlasting salvation. He shall not be ashamed nor confounded, world without end. For thus saith the Lord, again that's Jehovah, that created the heavens, God, Elohim, himself, that formed the earth and made it. He, will, he hath established it, he hath created it not in vain, he formed it to be inhabited. I am the Lord, and there is none else. I have not spoken in secret in a dark place of the earth. I said not unto the seed of Jacob, Seek ye me in vain. I, the Lord, speak righteousness. I declare things that are right. Assemble yourselves and come. Draw near together, ye that are escaped of the nations. They have no knowledge that set up the wood of their graven image and pray unto a God that cannot save. So these people who carve out idols out of wood or stone, they're just carving out a graven image and then they pray to that They pray to the rock or to the wood. It cannot save. It's a piece of stone. Or it's a piece of tree. Tell ye, and bring them near. Yea, let them take counsel together. Who hath declared this from ancient times? Who hath told it from that time? Have I not I the Lord, Jehovah? There, There is no God, and that's Elohim beside me. There's no God beside him. There's no God beside Elohim. He is the Almighty One. A just God and a Savior. There is none beside me. Look unto me. Look unto me. And God's people by faith, we look to him. Look unto me and and be ye saved. All the ends of the earth. For I am God and there is none else. I have sworn by myself the word is gone out of my mouth in righteousness and shall not return. That unto me every knee shall bow, every tongue shall swear. Surely shall one say in the Lord, have I righteousness and strength. Well, the Lord is our righteousness, isn't he? The Lord Jesus Christ is our righteousness, beloved. Even to him shall men come and all that are incensed against him shall be ashamed. In the Lord, Jehovah, shall all the seed of Israel be justified and shall glory. My, that's Elohim. That's the God of the Bible. He's not waiting to save people. He's not wringing his hands because people don't come to him. No, he draws his people and saves his people by his almighty power, beloved. Because he is Elohim, the mighty one. And if he's saved you, rejoice. Rejoice, beloved. So we see see God's people's utter dependence upon our great God. Look unto me and be saved. There's salvation in no other. God's people's utter dependence upon our great God. Our utter dependence upon he who is called Elohim. Elohim, the mighty one, the one who is full of absolute power, absolute power, absolute might. Look to him and be saved. He has all power and all ability. 
That's the one who God's people trust. That's the one who God's people say, he's, he's my refuge and strength. He's a very present help in trouble. Again, Christ is God incarnated in the flesh, the only Savior of sinners. And he is the only one who has the power and the ability to save. You can't save yourself. I can't save myself. You can't save anyone else. I can't save anyone else. But the gospel preacher, we preach and proclaim the one who is mighty to save. And the one who is mighty to save is Elohim. The one who has all power and ability to save whoever comes to him. Oh my. And God's people are made willing. And again, in the day of his power. By his might. So rejoice if you're one of the children of God. If you're born again. It's all by God's divine power. And all according to his purpose and his will. Christ is able to save all that come unto God by him, seeing he ever liveth to make intercession for them. Look unto me and be ye saved. Look unto Christ and be ye saved. All the ends of the earth, for I am God and there is none else. And the believer in Christ looks to Christ alone for everything, for all our needs, for everything. So let us leave off complaining or discontentment and fretting and let us look to our great God. Let us look to Elohim. Let us look to our great God. Let us look to our Redeemer and our Savior for all our needs, for everything. Let us just keep our eyes fixed upon Him. And we look to Christ by faith, don't we? When we hear the the gospel preached and proclaimed, we who believe are strengthened because we're weak. We're strengthened. And, and we have trials and burdens to bear and difficulties to overcome. While we're journeying through this world, the wilderness of this world, we can become weary. We can become weary because we lack strength. We lack strength. But what does the Lord do? He gives us grace and strength in time of need. Nothing. And, and remember who that comes from. Elohim. And remember, when you go to the Lord in prayer, you're going before Elohim. You're going before the Mighty One. The Mighty One. Elohim is our refuge and strength, the very present help in trouble. Grace, this this grace of God is truly amazing grace, beloved. It's truly amazing grace. And we who are God's people are, are again, born sinners. Born sinners. Sinners by birth, nature, and choice. But we're saved by God's amazing grace. By His almighty power. By the divine power of God all according to the plan and purpose of God the Father from eternity. Now, when you really sit and think of that, when you really think and sit 
and think that, that Elohim, the Almighty One, planned and purposed the salvation of his people? It'll leave you in awe. And then when you, who are a born-again, blood-bought child of God, when you sit and think about the fact that Elohim planned and purposed this and executed it, and that I'm in that number, my, what mercy, what grace. And our great God tells us, tells his people to look to him. Look to him. We who are the people of God, we look to Christ. Well, we're on this pilgrim way through this world, and we must keep our, our eye upon Christ. Paul says to set your, set your mind on things above. And the reason he did that is because we're so easily distracted sometimes. <laughs> set your mind on Christ. Set your mind on him. Fix your eyes upon the Savior, the Word of God became flesh and dwelt among us to save your eternal soul. Wonder of wonders. And, and Jesus is the strong one. He is the almighty God. He has all strength and power in himself. And it is he who gives strength to his people. He gives strength to his people. Again, we're weak. And sometimes we're weary but he upholds us and keeps us. Aren't you thankful he doesn't just let us go off? Oh, my. Oh, what a great God we have. And all who trust in him. Again, we just keep looking to him, don't we? We look, and we never stop looking. Never. Never. And we know these words to be true. That he's our refuge and strength. We know these words. Turn, if you would, to Isaiah chapter 40. And God's people, what are, what are God's preachers? What are God's preachers to do? We're to comfort God's people, right? And how do we do that? By telling you about the great things that Elohim has done for his people. Oh, it brings me great comfort every time I hear the gospel. It's wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. Look at this in Isaiah chapter 40. Comfort ye, comfort ye, my people, saith your God. Elohim. Elohim says that. Speak ye comfortably to Jerusalem and cry unto her that her warfare is accomplished. The Lord Jesus Christ cried, it is finished. Salvation is complete. Now we have peace with God through the Lord Jesus Christ, beloved. That her iniquity is pardoned. How many of our sins are forgiven? How many of, how many of God's people's sins are forgiven by the precious blood of the Lord Jesus Christ? All of them. Past, present, and future. They're all They're all forgiven. Oh, what a mighty Savior. Speak ye comfortably to Jerusalem and cry unto her that her warfare is accomplished and that her iniquity is pardoned. For she hath received the Lord's hand double for all her sins. The voice of him that crieth in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. That's Elohim again. Every valley shall be exalted and every 
Mountain and hill shall be made. And look at this. Oh, see, we're born. We're born dead in trespasses and sins, aren't we? Fallen. When Adam fell, we all fell with him. Look at this. And the crooked shall be made straight. <laughs> born again by the Holy Spirit of God. And the rough place is plain. And the glory of the Lord shall be revealed. And all flesh shall see it together. For the mouth of the Lord hath spoken it. Oh, what comfort God's people can glean when Christ is preached and proclaimed. When the gospel of God's free grace is preached and proclaimed. When we hear about what our great God has done for us. And we need to be comforted. Because we can be cast down by situations. And, and I don't know if it's so with you, but our daily need for me, our, my daily needs to be comforted. Always. And our great God comforts his people. Just as we need daily food, right? You need daily food. We need to be comforted every day. And God's people are comforted by he who is the almighty one. And God's people find comfort in the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. We, kind, we find comfort in God's word. And we, we find comfort when we think of the great things that God hath done for us. Oh, what comfort. What comfort God's people find in Christ. In knowing that our God, Elohim, the, the one true God, the mighty one, is ever with us. What comfort we can find. Knowing that all our sins are paid for, every one of them, by the shedding of the precious blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, by the, by the shedding of the precious blood of He who is God. What comfort this brings the people of God. What comfort God's people can glean knowing that our great shepherd is Elohim. And that he will watch over us at all times. And what great comfort God's people can glean to know that the Holy Spirit guides us into all truth. All by his divine power. And who does he guide us to? Scripture says he won't speak of himself. He points the believer. He points the born-again, blood-washed believer right to Christ, who is the way, the truth, and the life. Look unto me and be ye saved, all the ends of the earth, for I am God and there is none else. Saved from every danger, saved from every foe, but more so, saved from all our sins. Saved from the penalty of our sins. Because that penalty fell upon Christ. Who died as our substitute. Saved from all our sins. Saved fully. Completely. And saved freely by the grace of God in Christ. Saved eternally. Saved eternally. Because it is God himself who saved us.
you not look to him. If you've not looked to him, may God show you that you're a sinner in desperate need of him. May he grant you faith to believe upon him and rest and trust to him. Because he alone is the only savior of sinners. And let we who believe look to our Lord and let us keep looking to him. Because when we get the glory, we'll be beholding him, beloved. Let us look to him all through our life. When Satan assaults us, let us look to Christ. When foes beset us, let us look to Christ. When our needs oppress us, let us look to Christ. When death stares us in the face, let us look to Christ. Let us look to the Lord Jesus Christ for grace and for mercy because he alone is full of grace and mercy. Let us look to Christ for strength because he is the mighty one. Let us look to Christ for comfort because only in him can we find comfort for our souls. Let's go back to Psalm 46. We'll read the last four verses again. And take note again of the words Jehovah and Elohim again in our text. Psalm 46. It's a constant reminder for us here. We'll read verses 8 to 11. Come, behold the works of the Lord. That's Jehovah, the self-existent one. What desolations he hath made in the earth. He maketh wars to cease unto the ends of the earth, the end of the earth. He breaketh the bow and cutteth the spear in sunder. He burneth the chariot in the fire. Be still and know that I am God. That's Elohim. Be still and know that I am God. Just be still in front of him. We rest and repose in Christ, don't we? Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the heathen. I will be exalted in the earth. And then it says in verse 11, The Lord, that's Jehovah, the self-existent one of hosts, is with us. The God, Elohim of Jacob, is our refuge. You see, God the Holy Spirit had the psalmist pen these words to let we who are his people know that we are kept and preserved by the Mighty One, Elohim. Behold the mighty works of God. He again spoke this world and the stars and the moon into existence all by the word of his power. Elohim did this. Elohim did this. And our great God did this because it pleased him to do so. And the very breath we breathe comes from him. And behold, the mighty work of redemption. The mighty work of the redemption of God's people. Elohim did that as well. He did it all. Salvations of the Lord. 
It was of his planning, all according to his purpose, and it is he who has executed it. So the believer proclaims exactly what the scripture says. Salvation is of the Lord. In verse 8 and 9, we see our great God's sovereign power on display. And we who are the people of God are told in verse 10 to be still. To be still before our God. And this is not hard to do when we consider that we are to be still before Elohim. The mighty one. The mighty one. Again, what comfort this can bring the believer in times of trial, suffering, and grief. That the mighty God, Elohim, is our refuge and our strength. A very present help in trouble. And then look at verse 11. We see again the words Jehovah, the self-existent one, and Elohim, the strong one, or the Lord Almighty, is our refuge. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God, Elohim of Jacob, is our, is our refuge. Selah. Let we who are the people of God cling to the precious truth before us that's been set before us in this psalm today, knowing that our Savior is God himself. And knowing that he alone is our refuge. The Hebrew word for refuge here is a high stronghold built upon rocks, a place that is inaccessible. The Lord of hosts is with us. Elohim of Jacob is our refuge. He is a stronghold, beloved. So let these thoughts carry us through this week, beloved. May they bring comfort to our hearts. The one who keeps the believer in Christ is Elohim. Praise his mighty name. Heavenly Father, we thank you again for allowing us to gather together. And we come before thy sovereign, majestic throne, just in awe, just in awe, we who are your people, in awe of the fact that you who are the Almighty One, Elohim, you are a very present help in trouble. You alone are a refuge and strength. And the reason you are those things to us is because you have made it so for us. It is you who has saved us. It is you who has redeemed us. And you have planned and purposed the redemption of our eternal souls. And we glory in that. We glory in your name, O Lord. We give you all the glory and honor and praise, and we are quick to give it to thee, O Lord. May we think upon these things this week. May they be honey to the believer's soul. In Jesus' name.